Wow, that was a interesting hour plus that we just spent with our good buddy Wright Thompson and uh, Julian Van Winkle. Yeah, it was. Uh, welcome to the Beers and Beards podcast. Yes. By the way, we are super excited. We've talked about this multiple times leading up to it tonight. We got to attend a book seminar. Yeah, just which, t- just two dudes, three dudes talking. I guess just about yeah. happy and. Life. They didn't talk a lot about the book, though. Did you notice that? There wasn't... Yeah. There was some alluding, so like, I feel like I at least know what to expect now. Yeah. Like, I know that it's going to be more about the story of, you know, the family, more about the story of, you know, how Pappy became a thing, and um, a little bit about, you know, just the, the brand, as, you know, and how it came from you know, Pappy Van Winkle to Julian Van Winkle, the third to now his, you know, his son is, you know, probably getting ready to take it over. Uh, Preston, Preston Van Winkle, the first, the first <laughs> it's uh, let's just, let's go right off the bat. Damn it. Our bourbon <laughs> portion is brought to you by, and it just fell beard octane, no shave, November 10% off automatically another 10% using promo code beers and beards 10 beers and beards 10 apple pie you got to smell it what was your thoughts oh that's delicious if you like apple pie if you don't even like apple pie if you like beard butter if you're a fan of like great scents things like i feel like i would eat that probably not recommended i don't know if it says that on the uh on 10 but it was like it had that good of a flavor um of course i don't have a beard i shaved off what little bit of stubble i have today and you got your haircut you look 12 ingredients beeswax mind your own beeswax shea butter sweet almond oil coconut oil vitamin e hints of apples vanilla cinnamon sugar and pure deliciousness i didn't know that could be a uh (laughs) i didn't know that could be an ingredient but it is I like it. it's all natural, no chemicals or anything in there. It's the good yeah. stuff, man. My beautiful wife picked the bourbon this week. Uh, something that I've, uh, I haven't drank in a while. I haven't yeah. had, I, I don't, so off the top of my head, I don't recall what um, Knob Creek tastes like just because we've been drinking so much damn bourbon lately. Uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon, nine year old. 40 bucks for this. So right off the bat, I'm not going to interrupt you, but I'm not going to. All right, Juan, go ahead. No, I, you know what you should do? No. So I, when you showed me that earlier, because we did a live, Uh I didn't want to say it on the live because I wanted to save the good stuff, but I always thought Knob Creek had like the little like nub off the side. Why does that bottle not have your little nub off the side? Up here? Yeah. I tore it off so I could open uh, it. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, it's right here. <laughs> what does that do? It helps you it's to pull it. Oh, to to pull open it. It. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was a dumb uh, rookie. Let's, let's <laughs> cut that part out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you got onto me because normally I'm, I'm struggling to open full. So I, I pre-cut it. I've not had a drink out of it, but my wife loves Knob Creek and I love her. So I'm going to drink this for her. This will be her bottle. I don't think that it's, a, and, and I may be completely uh, surprised now that my palate is a little better. Um, Julian Van Winkle said, uh, oh, the top just came off. That was weird. Um, he would go with uh, some old Forster rye. Mm, he's a rye guy like me. Well, so. I don't think you he know, is. We'll talk a little bit more about the Pappy, but he was talking. He said, I mean, uh, Pappy's a weeded uh, mm-hmm. bourbon, but he was high on the rye bourbons, man. He said, because he's a the- stockholder in Brown Foreman. <laughs> and he said, hey, drink the rye because that's the only shit we can get on the shelf, right? And I'm like, hey, put more of it on the shelf because I can't find enough of it. Knob Creek. Uh, I didn't even do. I've I've just been so small batch Claremont, Kentucky, since 1992. What year were you born in? 1989. So, 
nine what was nine years ago this is 2011 11 so same year that uh uh i started my first podcast <laughs> now you mentioned abby loving uh knob creek we went to uh um wooden cask and abby had knob creek there i think it was a 12 year right yes it was the yeah. and they had that here they had knob creek rye as well uh today at kroger didn't have uh, they have so christmas is right around the corner before i take a sip of this they had their christmas packages and they had an old forester christmas pack it was old forester rye the uh old forester 86 and there was another, there was three bottles and it just looked like it just come off the truck. And what we know now fall time of the year, this time of the year is when bourbon distribution happens. Yep. This is when allocations go out, but uh, we'll get all that, get into that here. It's going to taste just like how I remember. <laughs> it's uh what do you remember? It's a spicier, it's a hundred proof, which it may shock me. I don't know. I get, so I, you, with the older whiskey we learned tonight, it takes the edge off. The longer it's in the barrel, it's supposed to balance it, smooth it out. So you do get a lot of the oak. I'm getting a, some cinnamon and maybe some vanilla. I don't know. So for those that are watching, you see me inhale it. Um, I don't know. Let's try it. It's not as bad as I remember. The pal. Oh, wow. <laughs> In a good way. Wow. It's um, definitely there's some cinnamon cinnamon cinnamony citrus do you have the flavor profile there in front of you yeah well it's very vague it just says rich sweet woody full-bodied almost fruity i didn't even read that and i think i i'm a full uh, that's a good i'd go with that it also says an unflinching balance of deep old style flavor with a natural oak sweetness and one of the things i like to oh man the smell is strong yeah, I mean, I can imagine being a hundred proof. It's going to be a little bit more, you know, than than you know your typical ninety or eighty proof bourbon. But uh, kind of a completely off the, not completely off the off topic. But I love it's our they, show. We talk about whatever we want. Yeah, there's no off topic. Uh, I love on their website they have like live reviews of pe- that people have submitted of the bourbon. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, something I haven't seen before um like one says submitted like facebook 18. kind of it just says submitted uh 18 days ago from galesburg illinois there's one from houston texas i like I mean, i'm sure that these are um uh you know kind of curated a little bit but then there's one person that says to you know two bottles out of five overrated not impressed with the small batch not and the worst that is. i've ever this had this is the kentucky straight bourbon whiskey small batch and that was submitted by Big Papa. Big Papa, I think you're wrong. I would, if we're gonna go this, and we don't have enough yet. Put this in your notebook. Yet we don't have an official scoring system. Big Papa, that's already our. Uh, <laughs> Big Papa's probably the same asshole that left us a two star review. I feel like we already have our uh, our soundbite for the week. <laughs> Wait, what's the soundbite? Big Papa, I think you're wrong. <laughs> just no context. <laughs> just, just cut it right there. Um, no, we don't have a... Uh, I fucking forgot what I was going to say. I think we we need to do oh. like, a rating scale. Yeah, We don't have a rating scale. But I'm going to go by Big Papa's rating scale <laughs> on out of five bottles. We're going to do here, let's say, actually, out of since we're beers and beards... We we tie in the beards a little bit out of how out of five beards, out of five beards, uh, <laughs> this is a solid three and a half beards. <laughs> this I, uh, so if we're if we go out for the bar, 
bourbon aplenty. Nary would I ever order Knob Creek. Zero times. But as somebody who's trying to be more open-minded. Trying to make your wife happy. Give a true. My wife will eat and drink anything. It's not special. (laughs) I love her. She has the most unsophisticated palate. But it's a very agreeable palate to everything. But she likes Knob Creek. Yeah. Do you have while we're while I'm sipping on this? Do you have any stories? And this is just going off the rails already. Of food that your wife has cooked that you just one bite you're like, Mm-mm. you want to be polite, but you just I'm a picky eater anyway. I've been told. I don't think so. But has there been anything that she's made and you're just like, mm. not really, but. So off the top of my head, no, there probably has been like one. My wife is, to preface this, an amazing cook. I don't believe it. To preface this. I bet. Listen. But no. So they'll throw some meat in there and I'll, I'll just. Yeah. So when we were first started dating almost five years ago now, uh, you know, we were not living together or anything like that. And she would cook for me. And I, you know, I had, I, and I always tell her when, when, when I cook, I always have super low expectations. Like I came from like hamburger helper spaghetti, you know, box spaghetti with uh, you know, jar spaghetti sauce type of household. Right. So anything of honorable salt of the earth. Yes. A bringing. And I'm with you. Yes. And I'm, and I love my mom. My mom had four kids. You know, we were pretty, you know, if we were lower middle class, that's probably, we were probably looking up on the lower middle class, but, uh, my but mom. you had you had to get what you yes. get what you get. So anything you gotta feed four fucking kids. Yeah. They're assholes probably. Or brats. Yeah. Anything, you know, anything above and beyond that, I always, you know, again, I and and when I was a bachelor by myself, it was frozen chicken and rice and maybe some vegetables if I accidentally bought them, you know, at the store. But uh, you know, <laughs> Shit, who, would, threw, who threw this broccoli in the car? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Shit. But Angie started cooking, cooking for me. My na- my nameplate just fell off. Uh, we're having too much fun, Gary. Uh, no, but she started cooking for me, and you know I would, again, super low expectations because uh, I had a couple girlfriends before that could not cook. But uh, wait, 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 wait! Super low expectations, just of in general, the food, just not in, of not her, the yes. girlfriend that Angie would be. Yes, gotcha. And so she would cook me something. Like I remember specifically, she made me stuffed peppers. They were like, tur- you know, ground turkey stuffed peppers. And you know, take one bite of it, and I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> and she's like, actually pretty good. What is that like? Like, what do you mean you were expecting it to be bad? And I thought about it and was like. Well, honestly, not had nothing to do with you. Just had to do with people. I've never had stuff peppered before. Yeah, I've never had food. This it was way above and beyond my expectations. And fresh produce. Yes, fresh. My... Yeah, I like. You know, when I was a, I would skip that whole part of the store. Like I was like, who would who shops in the produce section? Who shops on the outside of the store? Other than I'm going buy, in the middle. Other than to buy bananas, and that's about it, right? So, uh, and maybe some apples. Um, if I, if I got real crazy, but yeah, so that's, that's been a big joke in our, uh, in our, our relationship and and our household and our marriage is, you know, if something's good, we say, Hmm, it's actually pretty good. And, uh, so, but my, yeah, again, my wife is amazing cook. I love, I love cooking, which I've talked about, I think, you know, here before, but, um, again, and I, she always makes fun of me. She's like, you love your own cooking. And yeah, because of where I came from. Right. I did not come from like her mom, uh, my mother-in-law and that's, I'm like, Hey, let's go visit. Let's go visit the in-laws because her mom is a fantastic cook. And that like runs in the, in the, in the blood, her Angie's brother's an amazing cook. Uh, the whole family's an amazing cook. Like I didn't have, and, and again, it's just how the, how you were brought up, but I was brought up on on center of the store, uh, you know, meat and potatoes type of of food, um, and you know, not even more more out of a box and out of a can as opposed to super fresh stuff. But you know, I and I love cooking and cooking super fresh foods, and and uh, yeah, so that's just kind of where I come from. Not to get all serious on you, but. <sighs> 
Well, I've had some bad food for my wife. Oh, well, I feel like you had a one story. story. I'm going to give you this one story. <laughs> one story. Uh, her bourbon selection, like I said, if you like the higher proof bourbon, Knob Creek, hit it up. Not if you watch uh, Dave Portnoy do his pizza reviews, he will review pizzas that he doesn't necessarily enjoy. Right, he he likes the thin crust, bada bing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, but but he will say that Knob Creek is not my thing, but it's not a bad bourbon. My wife was gonna make a pot roast once, and maybe we've realized that I like drier foods. I'm not big on wet food. Yeah, you know. It, it, it's all alpo to me you know if you've got <laughs> i was, so, see i was gonna say that but i didn't want to go there I, I wanted you to go there yeah so bless her heart she throws in the the roast the carrots the potatoes all that puts it in the crock pot on nuclear meltdown for 10 hours whatever it is to me it was literally like a soup it was not I don't know. I just come to realize like when I, when I make pork chops in the crock pot, I will drain it and take the lid off to dry them out. And then they just fall apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't want me to do that. Same with chicken. When I do chicken, I like it a little drier. So I don't know. Where are we at in this podcast? What, what, what is, (laughs) was this the Gary and David personal hour back to the bourbon? Yeah. So Knob Creek, uh, so one of the things too that I wanted to mention is I love that Knob Creek, like they don't even go, they don't even mess around with like a two year, four year, six year. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, nine years is our bare minimum. They got a nine and a 12, it looks like. And then they've got a rye whiskey. But what if they had bought bulk whiskey and is just siphoning off that? Because we learned about that tonight, what that is, the bulk whiskey. <laughs> You know, the, the the Van Winkles had a rye that they w- was just, they stopped aging it 19 years. They put it in a in a cast iron, right? Yeah. It was cast iron? Stainless steel. Stainless steel vat and was just bottling it out of that. <laughs> when you put in the stainless steel, it stops the aging. So, uh, yeah. That's funny. And, and we, you know, they, they mentioned, um, you know, they have a Van Winkle ride that's going to be potentially be able to buy on the shelves this year, which a 130 bucks, get me in the right mindset. I'm probably going to grab a bottle of that at some point. If it's available, I'm, I'll get one too. Yeah. Um, David, David did not win the bourbon raffle tonight, I know. but somebody in Kentucky did win the old Rip Van Winkle 10 year old. And then two nobodies won the other two bottles. Well, so not calling uh not calling foul but one of the one of the people was in oxford mississippi which is where Wright thompson lives and and julian van winkle seemed to he knew the name before he Wright did thompson, know the name before Wright thompson uh read it off so and he doesn't look yeah. like a guy that, that has texting they text they sent text but nevertheless i'm excited to get the book i'm excited to uh you know i have two bottles of pappy i took a cool picture probably put that on instagram I'm watching it but uh Abby and I watched together. Did Angie watch with you? She watched like a couple minutes and she's like, yeah, that's, this is boring, <laughs> but I did take some notes. So I do want to okay. uh, jump into the notes. Cause I texted you and you're like, I've already wrote, written that down. <laughs> so the first thing, one of the first questions was, um, you know, how did you kind of get to, to write Thompson? How did you come up with an idea and, and what was your, I forget what the exact question was, but basically, um, you know, how did you approach this book basically? And he said something to the effect of, you know, they take the craft of this, the craft part of this very seriously. And his first command was not to embarrass himself, uh, the family or the family first, the brand second and his, himself third. Cause if you know, Wright Thompson, he's one of the most respected sports writers in, I mean, works for ESPN, huge golf Michael writer. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Dan Gable. Yeah. Um, and Big Tiger been in, in the Masters yeah. this weekend. Like he was one of their, <laughs> he was one of their big uh, people who wrote on E60. He's been ESP in the magazine a bunch. Um, and that's his big. Does he get any screen time? 
Yeah, so E60, which is like their television journalism thing. It's basically like ESPN the magazine, but video. And one of the the uh, the most and people brought. I don't know if you were on, but people brought it up at the beginning. Uh, probably the most famous one that he's done is uh, noodling. I don't know if you want noodling, uh, ca- yeah. catching catfish with your hand. Stick your arm up there. And yeah. Uh, and that's like the most famous uh, piece I think that he's done. Um, but yeah. How and- would you like to be known for a noodling article? <laughs> noodling and Dan Gable and bourbon. And like, that's probably what's going to be on his headstone. But he like, he is the guy that I'm, he, I want to hang out with him. We've reached right. out to him. Yes. To well, we're going, podcast. we're going to. Oh, I didn't want to say anything because then when it doesn't happen. But uh, all I'm saying is we reached out. The ball's <laughs> in your court, Van. <laughs> but uh, the other thing, and we've kind of talked about this too, and I think it came up a lot in uh, in Neat um, when they said uh, the bourbon is a vehicle for the thing and not the thing itself. Right. Uh, often when you're drinking bourbon, you're talking about things that are important to you. And you're not talking about, you know, hey, this was aged eight years or this is this is the mash bill and things like that. You're talking about your family. It's your the home. background enhancer. Yes. Right? Yep. Um, another thing. Uh, th- so those two were from Wright. Uh, Julian, he's super humble. I mean, for a guy who makes the most sought after bourbon on the market, he reminds me, and this is a deep cut, and and I've been doing a bunch of uh, old entering MMA events, but he reminds me of Rick Piles. I don't know if you ever had the pleasure. Never. Uh, I've old, talked to Rick, never had the pleasure yeah, of meeting. Old UVC promoter, just honest to a, uh, honest to a fault. And just a guy who says, Hey, I just like the simple things in life. And he said, the, what makes a good bourbon, great bourbon is whatever I like, whatever I want. It's like, he said, there's no, like, there's no, you know, this has to be this and this has to be that. But the biggest thing, and I always, uh, you know, in my life, talk about this is balance. You know, you want to make sure that you aren't too spicy, aren't too sweet. You want it to have everything in balance and equilibrium. And that's what's going to be a great drinking bourbon. Um, Those are the biggest things that stuck out to me. Um, You had something. um, They they talked uh, about when do you remember, like, when you had your first drink or some memorable drinking experiences and he says well you know with cough syrup and honey when i was two <laughs> he said but it was always around and the only rule was we had to drink at home didn't I, I assume it didn't matter the age whatever but you you know he had to drink at home he gets tickets to the derby to the kentucky derby and he's going to the infield which is have you been to the derby yeah i've been like five or six times to the infield yes to the infield that's where i mean Buck there's wild no party. Place. Yes. There's you're not watching the Derby. This is a party. <laughs> so he his mom is like, Hey, I've got these empty bottles of salad dressing that would fit perfect in your belt. So he filled up the empty salad dressing bottles and snuck bourbon into the uh which you could totally do. Into the which derby. I thought was just uh, amazing. <laughs> and like the what what really came out to me was the history of like he said he just hoped to get a paycheck at christmas time yeah back in the 80s yeah Yeah, back when you know bourbon wasn't a thing then i mean it's always been around but it the bourbon that you know now was there was not the hype there was not the the lore and the mystique and the scarcity of it it was cheap to buy any brand yeah and how that progressed to where now they have him and his son and the people at, uh, at the Van Winkle brand have to sit around and do bourbon allotments to different States. And like, he talks about getting the angry phone calls, like, Hey, we want more or whatever, you know? And I've talked about this a lot that the export business is huge in bourbon. Yeah. And they only export 2% of Van Winkle brand whiskeys, uh, which is mind boggling, which I don't know if you caught it now on a yearly basis, that's like 9,012 bottle cases of Pappy goes out. Think about that. 9,012 bottle cases. Sounds like a lot. 
you spread that over 98, 98% of that over the United States and the demand and just how they were, you know, the, the wholesale distributor will mark it up 25%. The retail will mark it up another 25 to 30%. So they're not met. So when you, when you're paying 150 bucks, you know, 70 to 300 bucks retail for, for Van Winkle. Yep. Bourbon. Yeah. Uh, they're not, they're, they're making half of that, you know, like, which is a lot, but when you consider it's not mass produced, 9,000, 12 bottle cases go out and, and they're making 35 to $150 a bottle on that, which the, their operation is now, you know, they have a huge, huge sales force with Buffalo trace that's been around since 2001 uh really started because he was running out of bourbon that was the thing he was all this old bourbon was almost gone so he needed to make new bourbon bourbon. yeah yeah so um what did you think about the throwback to the difference in bourbon now and bourbon when he first started um i mean he talked a little bit about the processes and how it's different um and i think that I think it's a, like the same as a lot of things. Like, you know, I, I kind of equated that and I, I equated a lot of, a lot of it to the rise of, of bourbon and like, I'd say craft bourbon, but just bourbon in general, because bourbon is still such a small percentage of, you know, even whiskey and, and obviously spirits, it's kind of that same, you know, slice of the same size of a slice of the pie and the people that are doing it and doing, you know, doing bourbon, I feel like are similar to, to craft beer. And it's kind of had that same rise of like, you know, people that are now younger that are really appreciating this and they appreciate the craft of how people are doing it. Um, that, so that was the biggest piece that I took out of that is that they might be doing things differently and, and, you know, more, more computerized and, you know, it's, it's not people, you know, emptying buckets of, you know, grain into uh you know in, into a, a mash tun or anything like that but um what was the, sad the craft part is still there the sad part was he talks about water yeah now in the 50s up into the 80s it was well water the limestone water that really made the bourbon and how you could take the same process and do it in florida and it'd be different it would taste yeah. different yep and now though that water is polluted so they don't do that anymore. You know, they, they do what deionized water. Yeah. Uh, and he talked about the yeast. They would just have refrigerators full of yeast and now it's a more expensive thing to, to do the yeast. So yeah, they would make their own yeast. Was, now they have to use dry yeast and yeah, that was just, uh, I don't know. It was so as the two of us have dove headfirst into this niche thing, um, that, that we love so much, like to hear it from the man, like to hit, he's 71 years old and they ask him like, what, what do you see in the next 20, 30 years? He said, I'm going to be dead <laughs> <laughs> to be 71. He was super, yeah. like David said, super humble, but just, you could tell he's been through, like he's lived it. Yeah. He talked about, uh, Mr. Russell with wild Turkey when he owned the uh, bottling in Lawrenceburg, Right across the road was wild turkey. So like you would think in a business like this, and I'm sure there's rivalries and hatred yeah, and yeah. like that, but it seemed like everybody was just out to make sure everybody did good. And that, I don't know. I don't know if that's there now. It's such I'm a, sure yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's such a small, you know, piece. And I think that the biggest thing for a lot of the people was, let's be stewards for bourbon. Let's be stewards for, for this product. And, and we sometimes saw it in, in MMA, but most of the, you know, very rarely, most of the time not. And, and that's part of the reason why the sport is, is in the shape that it's in in a lot of the areas is there was so many rivalries, but when you did see things like that, it was, it was beautiful. Like I, I think back to like Matt Trukovich would, you know, help, not promote, but he would, you know, help say, Hey, having more shows is good for me, more shows in Ohio, because that brings more fighters, more people, more eyes, more attention to the sport in this state. And, 
it's not going to help anybody to have rivalry. I mean, we're looking at, you know, trying to get a thousand to 1500 people per show. And if we do that, if we can get 1500 people, every show, we're going to be doing just fine and fighting over, you know, you know, one fighter that's going to sell 75 tickets is that's not going to be, uh, that's not healthy for the sport. And, and we've, (laughs) we've, we've seen that, I mean, going, going further as we are, I mean, I've been in this local MMA for like a decade now. Um, and I'm looking back at these fights, like from, you know, 2012, 2013, and the names, I'm just like, what happened to all these people? Because at the time, all these people seemed on top of the world and hot. And I'm like, you know, and only a few names have, have lasted. I mean, very few people are still in the sport now that we're in the sport when you and I started. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy dang power and and you're what? yeah i mean we neither one of us are really even that into the sport anymore i mean we're like very uh like on the outskirts of it now yeah, we're not very we're casual. Not deep into it yeah but one of the things in in that world was territory who's doing yeah. shows where that that you look at the bourbon trail they're all on top of each other Right. It, they're all right next to each other in that stretch from Frankfurt to Louisville. Like you look at Buffalo Trace, uh, you look at um, Jim Beam, you look at all those that go through there. They're super close to each other. And, and the beauty is they have this nostalgic throwback to the early days. You know, granted, there's a lot of automation and nuance of modern distilling but like you go into buffalo traces rick houses they're they're old <laughs> you feel like they're gonna fall in on you yeah so well uh, and yeah i mean looking just staying in the same industry same you know out you know adult beverage look i mean wine has done that perfectly like look at like you know wine country napa and valley napa valley and uh you know there's you know tons of wine and you know of course in europe um, and then even in like Niagara Falls has wine country. Like usually when you see one, you know, winery or vineyard, you're going to see multiple because a lot of times the, the, the terroir is, uh, the, is perfect for growing grapes in whatever that region is. And that's the same, like, you know, bourbon, obviously Kentucky and looking, you know, again, I'm, I'm the beer guy. I'm more likely to go to a brewery if I know, Hey, there's a couple of other ones that I can hit. Like if I'm in a, in a you know traveling mood or if I'm out of town, I'm, I'm going to more likely to go to the area where there's three good ones than potentially one really good one. If it's a great yeah. one, that's, that's a different story, but you know, I'm going to most likely hit the ones where I can either walk or a short, you know, Uber ride in between the locations because, you know, and, and the, obviously that's, you know, competition, but the people, I mean, it, it makes it make yourself more accessible to to whoever your customers are um you know don't be out in the middle of nowhere because yeah you might have your own little territory but people have to make a trip to go you better be really damn good because people have to go you know just specifically to you um like we were talking um uh, new riff people you know new riff in northern kentucky has they're kind of out on the island a little bit in terms of bigger name and they're still pretty small in the grand scheme of things but they're a craft distillery yeah and, and they, there's not i mean there are distilleries around there but I, I feel like they're on the the larger end of the craft distilleries like they're in 18 20 states something like that so um but they're not on on the the bourbon trail in you know in in louisville frankfurt area but uh yeah make it easy for people to give you their money and and to come to you and the people will come <laughs> If you make it, they will come. Uh, yes. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of, Crazy. if you make it, I, mean, I sent you this, uh, um, and I, I want to briefly talk about this cause I, I need to drink some beer before we get out of here. But, uh, did you see the girl that was, uh, challenging Dave Grohl to, yeah. uh, drum, drum, drum offs. And he responded. Yes. I mean, he, he also has a, an album that he's promoting right now. So it's, that's oh, yeah. not hurting, but, uh, it's pretty cool to see 10 year old girl just freaking thrashing these drums and wailing. Yeah. And she's like British too, which makes it even, 
more cool, I think. Yeah. She's no uh Nandy Nandy Bushel. And he made like a song, like an original song. And seeing her respond to like when he sends her the video of the original song, I mean, that's like seeing a 10-year-old get that that's, excited it's like that's i mean that's that's like what life is about like be thanksgiving 2035 hey when i was yeah. 10 <laughs> i battled dave Grohl. Who, they'll be like who the hell's dave Grohl? yeah dave Grohl will be 80 years old still out yeah. screaming and in, in uh you know tiny little venues but uh yeah that that made me so miss just lot like live music and um, will it come back we're in this deep spiral into and i don't want to get too thoughtful on the whole pandemic because like the pandemic gave birth to this podcast and i'm super grateful for that (laughs) but like the numbers keep just swelling like 2300 we're 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 hitting 2000 cases a day in kentucky yeah which i can remember when we're like oh shit 40 cases today wow yeah the governor used to be able to read how many cases per county in his daily brief? Think about that. He could name, we've got 16 new cases in Jefferson, 10 and old, you know, whatever. And now it's like, oh, 94 out of our 100 counties are over 25% of infection rate. But that being said, when do you just accept that, right? And I don't know your stance on When do you just accept like, hey, some bad shit, mask up social distance be safe but go live a little i don't know i don't know what the answer is it's killing yeah. me i'm living in this basement <laughs> i work like so we did our live i went upstairs with abby to watch uh our zoom which our book arrives to the bookstore monday and then they're going to start shipping them out so hopefully like it'll take david a day to read that it'll be you know valentine's day when abby read before abby reads it to you she reads it to me out loud before we go to sleep <laughs> but i had like the door open the basement door open because i worked down here all day i was like shit it's cold as hell i was like oh wait the door's open so i don't know where yeah. i was going with that i'm just sick and tired like i can't go to my office i can't you know that was kiboshed last week so i'm getting emails like hey i've been calling you for a week yeah i know i've not been there i don't know what to <laughs> You didn't get your call forwarded to uh I'm sorry. No, because I literally went home four o'clock that day. Hey, don't come back. So I slid in there and I didn't think about it, but I slid in when nobody was there to get my computer and stuff to bring back home. And I don't know. I don't there know what I'm going with that. I've been drinking Knob Creek and before that I was drinking <laughs> some of my well Kevin Williams. Which you've been you've gone. been drinking and I had some some bourbon earlier on uh mm-hmm. bourbon notes, get, but uh sycamore bourbon up. like our Facebook page, get involved with bourbon notes, talk to us. This is your chance to like riff with us. Yeah. My mom, people I work with are in there, <laughs> my mom's in there, Matt McCarthy will pop in. So we gotta make get my mom in there too. Yeah. And Mrs. McKinney. Ask her about what did you say she drinks? Mudslides? Yeah. <laughs> I, we need to do a mudslide show, putting that on the list. <laughs> so but uh, uh yeah. before we get to the beer, go ahead and pour okay. your beer. All right. Odds came out on you know, we talked about yeah. several episodes ago our our uh favorite game shows. Jeopardy's at the top of my list. Ken Jennings is a one to one favorite to be the next host of jeopardy yeah but some of the names on the list you have the list pulled up there yeah let me find katie kirk's on the list yeah katie kirk there's only there's a couple names i did not know so jimmy kimmel not i'll pass i won't watch yeah jimmy so kimmel. the top two are ken jennings and george stephanopoulos right who's the political yeah. guy like i don't want to watch yeah. george Steph. so i guess Jimmy george farrell yeah so you don't I don't know if you listen to Howard Stern, but Howard Stern has been like basically campaigning. He's really good friends with George and he's saying that George won't say it out loud, but George really wants it. So I think that that's like, why? I don't know. I think, I think George to George, he's like, this would be a side gig and easy and like, but that's not easy. That's if in terms of game show, that's the, it's super fast paced. You got to be able to, you know, ask Drew Carey how that's working out. 
it's not a side gig that's his main yeah that's his life yeah but uh some of the names made me laugh too so uh neil degrasse tyson is plus 1400 pat sajak who's like 85 is uh plus 1600 uh alex faust who i did not know who it was but apparently uh he's like a broadcaster for the la kings uh and that's who uh alex trebek had said a couple years ago he thought could be a potential replacement so let's rewind real quick yeah pat sajak who is an iconic host and of his own of his own fucking show yeah like is he gonna bring vanna with him she gonna spend some shit on there (laughs) he's 74 you were close you're just a decade off yeah um but yeah mckinney on that list no but i would love to host it neil patrick harris trevor noah LeVar Burton, that would be a good one. I I listened to uh, to the book about Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, because LeVar Burton uh, read it. Reading Rainbow. If you want to get that, Did you watch uh, the movie. The Mr. I've seen. There's like two of them. I've seen the one. The that's one with Tom Hanks. No, I have not seen that. I've seen the documentary type one. But if you want to get the Mr. Rogers book audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. You can listen to LeVar Burton talk about Mr. Rogers. Um, or you, you can get Pappy Land. Or you can get Pappy Land. Or you can get both. I mean, but you can only get one of them for free. We're not, unless you make two accounts. No, but if you do <laughs> sign up, your credits are discounted. I think 15%. Whereas if, you know, if you, like once you have Audible, you get to keep your books forever. It's not like you got to pay every month. Yeah. Once you get that, you've got them forever. So if you're not a member, you can and you have the app, you can still go buy it. But I think if you are a subscriber or whatever the hell it is, it's discounted like fifteen percent. Yeah. So you get one free credit a month. Book a month. I know. Book of the month. So do it. Yeah. The other thing. So you said book of the month. What's better than a book? Craft beer, baby. The craft beer original <laughs> craft beer club. And so I talked last week, so most of their, so I like that they focus a lot on breweries that make beers in bottles mm-hmm. and beers that are kind of hard to get. And I was like, what are some beers that are kind of hard to get? So thanks to my good buddy, Paul, who is a Wisconsinite by trade and by birth. No, uh, Paul, my, my buddy, Paul, who, uh, uh, drug me me back. Drug muled me back some uh, beer from Wisconsin. So this is, is one a little bit harder to get, but it's had been on my list for a long time and uh, super excited. It's from New Glarus, which is in Wisconsin. Uh, this beer is called Raspberry Tart. It is a sour, um, but not it on the... It doesn't taste like a Raspberry Fig Newton. Throw it in the track. I don't know why I'm hitting so, the damn desk. So super, animated about yeah. this. So you can see the color. Well, it doesn't really show up on my... But I it's can, like a, yeah, the raspberry color. It's right? a red, or maybe it's, it's your super. Glass. I mean, super strong raspberry flavor. Like, what's the APV in that? APV? I think it's only like four ABV. Oh, it's pretty. Okay. It's pretty light. Um, on the uh, and I'll check it while. Uh, but yeah, so definitely raspberry, and it's now it's New Glarus. You can't buy that anywhere but in Wisconsin, right? Yes. Um. Yeah, you're learning. Four <laughs> percent. You had a new Glarus before. We've done one from there that you got in the beer trade. Did I do? Okay, so two new Glarus beers already. Okay, but this one I, I think right. I don't know. Go if to mmamckinney.com. See if I'm right. It'll they'll both be up there. Yeah. I think it was early on. We were talking about spotted cow. The the, is that was that what it was? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I actually had that on the show or not. Um, I definitely talked about it, but uh, hit it up. You bought, got it in a beer trade. You sent a Cincinnati beer. You got a Wisconsin beer. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm hyped tonight, man. It's been a good night for the beers and beards podcast. I did I not have it on the show, according to. Uh, I did talk about it though. I remember that talking about it. But either way, New Glarus Raspberry Tart Sour Beer. Um, I think it's technically a, a American wild ale, which just means that it's wild yeast, but sweeter. Like this is like almost like juice, like a four, drinking juice that's like four percent alcohol. And this has been sitting in front of me for however long we've been recording. So, 
I've been super thirsty, but uh, yeah, not super strong at all. Um, if you're more on like the sweet beer side, if you like fruity beers, again, this is more like sweet and fruity than I anticipated, but it's got a little bit of sour um, and not super like carbonated. So it's got like a, it's like a little, it reminds me of, have you ever had kombucha? Mm-mm. Well, tr- try some kombucha and then you got cabbage in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cabbage, uh, cabbage fried chicken. Yeah, nah. <laughs> the the joke on that is somebody had posted a picture of what looked to be fried chicken when you bit into it it was cabbage yeah and i feel and i told david that if his vegetarian <laughs> wife ever pulled that burn his house down hey man this house has been here since 1870 so it's probably survived a couple burnings already it's actually yeah, a steel. I, yeah. I would not burn David's. So how, how's it taste? So yeah, great beer. Um, I rated this a four point seven five beards out of five bottle caps Damn. out of five on uh, on Untapped. It's great. I I just wish that it was a little less sweet. Like it's it's on the sweet one that you're going to want to drink like six of. Right, you're just going to want to yeah. enjoy that in a single setting. Yes, sitting. If it was a little bit less sweet, I would have a couple of them. Um, he got me, I think, two four packs. I've had them for a little while, uh, but it's it's a really good, I mean, really well done beer, uh, New Glarus. So hopefully someday, uh, New Glarus will stop being so uptight and give the rest of us some beer and maybe that. Is it that they're uh, being uptight, or they just can't get it? Uh... I think they can't get enough beer. I mean, they're like the thirty fifth biggest craft brewery in the country, and they only distribute in in Wisconsin. Um, I think they're the largest one that only distribute largest craft brewery that only distributes in one state, which is crazy. Um, I mean, Wisconsin's a big state, but it's not that big of a state. Like, but it's not highly popular. You get outside of Madison. It's not like super. How many popular. electoral college votes did they have? Mm. <laughs> like, I think it was like I don't know, six, 13, 16, either way. Uh, but yeah, so uh, bottle never beer. Heard. Let's go to the honorable center from Senator from Wisconsin. They ain't making no policy from Wisconsin. They're protecting the milk, cheese, and and beer. Beer. Yeah, because you, you got the uh, the Miller Miller cores. Can you tell that this is wrinkled. Juan was saying a little I need bit. Iron it. I can now. Now that your uh, lighting is better, so, so put the other lighting. <laughs> yeah, change. Put the other now. crap. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, New Glarus what my my point was original craft beer club mostly has bottled beer if you're a person that, that likes bottled beer i've had multiple multiple discussions with my friends about this like why doesn't everyone just do cans they're cheaper super recyclable and apparently there's just a big crowd of people out there that really love bottled beer let me ask so you this you are one of those people original craft beer club check out the link in our show notes uh, are you a member free, free gifts of the craft beer club yeah not yet but no because so there's so i there's so much good beer i didn't mean to put I, you on the spot no, no there. there's so and and i i i need to try it just because you know we would they're our sponsor and they're awesome but for me locally there's so much like i feel like cincinnati's like almost the mecca of like we get so many good beers distributed here like i have access to like 80% of the top like really good craft breweries in the country. So, and speaking of that coming up, small brewery Sunday. Yeah. It, is that like, uh, is that the Sunday after Thanksgiving? November 29th. So I am, uh, doing my new year's resolution early this year because I'm doing it in 2020. It's not even really a new year, real new year's resolution. It's something I kind of already do already anyway, but Basically, small brewery Saturday, support your local brewery, buy either directly from them or directly from a bottle shop. I'm resolving to only purchase beer from either a brewery or a local bottle bottle shop or a local bar uh, so in the future. Stations, Kroger or whatever. No gas. So that's kind of a trick question because we have some locally owned gas stations that have awesome beer selections so that's different than but i'm not going to go to like kroger like chain like we have like a shell like right down the street from my house that's independently owned 
but they have a great craft beer selection. They specifically know that's different than going to even like Listen. a speedway, a speedway, which is a corporate store and buying, you know, the three craft beer selections that they, one of the three craft beer selections that they have not buying it from Kroger, no other chain type stores, independent. Like if I can't go in and be able to talk to the owner, I'm not buying it from there. That's going to be my, my, uh, Resolution. shop local so shop. just with beer everything else i'm buying from walmart including my guns <laughs> I, would, I would love to go to the range with you juan's a gun owner now that you all have been introduced to juan i got guns it was too. a comment what you david please <laughs> never ever fucking do that again <laughs> i so would use that to pick my teeth of the cabbage fried chicken so, yeah, yeah. Give us your opinion of Juan, whether you think he's a real person or not. Because we didn't do a video, so there's we no, didn't. there's no proof. There's a picture of, of us though. That could be photoshopped. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> along the lines of shop local, uh, have we talked about Thanksgiving? No. So, I'm 40. For 40 years of my life, I have traveled to at least one place since uh, being in a relationship with my wife early on, I have went to two to four places for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Sucks. Which is awful. (laughs) At age 40, I will be spending my first Thanksgiving all day with just my immediate family. So are you excited about that? Here's what I'm excited about. We were like, do we call Cracker Barrel? Do we call Kroger? What do we do? We have this local barbecue spot, the Grill Father. And early on in the pandemic, when it was shop local, support the people, because everything's fucking closed, we would order dinners from them, like a full dinner, you know, like 50 bucks for a family of four. But it was, I mean, these people... We you drive right by right now and their smokers are outside. Like it's a little corner shop. They have a food truck. They put like Lowe's parking lot, like good people that make good food. Like probably they cooked for somebody one day, like, man, you need to open a restaurant. And they're like, you know what? I'm doing that. <laughs> and it's been around for a few years. So I see an ad on, on or they post on Facebook. Hey, we're doing Thanksgiving dinner. You get turkey, ham, whatever. So for a family of four, I got a smoked, um, I'm sorry. I got a bourbon glazed ham. They had smoked turkey was the other option. Bourbon glazed ham. Is it with Pappy? I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I may take him a bottle this weekend. Be like, Hey, can you do it in uh yeah, do it in Knob Creek. <laughs> no, can you, can you do it in this, uh, what's the stone, stone hammer. <laughs> I got to get rid of it. Um, all the sides. So we're talking corn, mashed potatoes, dressing, green beans. And I thought you'd get a kick out of this pumpkin pie. There you go. Which I won't eat. So put it out for the dogs. One of the things <laughs> that when you travel a bunch, we have missed out for my whole adult life on Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. To support locally <laughs> and to also lighten the burden of next day, Black Friday, whatever, I ordered double sides. There you go. So technically, I could feed a family of eight, <laughs> but I ordered enough shit where it'd be like, all right, I'm going to have mashed potatoes and corn and, and dressing on Friday. Like, you get, I don't yeah. have to worry about it. Do you have a I'm waffle maker? Yes. You have a waffle maker. So yeah. I want, so I've always wanted to do that. I don't have a waffle maker currently. I might get, Santa might be bringing me one. <laughs> it's probably not, but um, I've always wanted to make, uh, st- you call it dressing, stuffing, uh, make waffles with that and then make grilled cheese out of that. Leftover stuffing. So you make, so that's like your bread, your waffles. You can make like waffles with stuffing. Right. What keeps it together? Like you regular waffle batter? I think you mix you, it in maybe together? like eggs. I don't know. I'll find you a recipe because I want to. 
So you can make oh. chaffles. Like that's the thing, like the keto that they make eggs and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But either way, yeah, I've always wanted to make that grilled cheese with. Where did that come from? Stuffing waffle. I don't know. People, I said on, I said on Twitter. Saw on TikTok, didn't you? No, I did not. Juan is our official. He's gonna, yeah, our official TikTok uh, master. So we are. I'm more of a like. I listen to Spotify. Literally every like, if I'm working, pretending to work. Uh, I mean, I don't have a job currently, so it's mostly pretending to work. Um, I got like some part-time working stuff. Working on this but, podcast. Yeah. But uh, so I listen, I've been listening to a lot of stuff. And Gary, did you know that there's a Beers and Beards podcast playlist that you can listen to yourself? I've heard that. And uh, yeah. So we add songs to it every week. And I think this week we got to add. The last couple of weeks, I've been the uh, the person, the last person. So I'm going first this week. Go for uh, it. So, do you listen to much funk music? So, in in one of my previous selections of Tupac, George Clinton does the intro to that, and I I do like funkadelic type things. Okay, so I thought you were going to poo poo this a little bit. No, but uh, do you are you familiar with Bootsy Collins? Yeah, I am familiar with Bootsy Collins. So, Bootsy Collins, Cincinnati original. He's the bassist in Parliament Funkadelic. And has been around since the 60s. He was in James Brown's backing band. He's done some like solo stuff. But he's so I love Bootsy Collins just mostly because he's from Cincinnati. And I love his like funky bass that he plays. And he's also a hell of a character. So a local brewery in Cincinnati fretboard brewing, which I just featured on Brewery Adventures. Uh, the most recent episode has they did a beer with him. Uh, for like I think it was like 40 years or 50 years in music how many years 40 years I think Mm -hmm. and uh, it's pretty cool IPA so they have a beer he's a Cincinnati original so I thought that I would uh, represent him tonight so my song is a song I think that this is a newer song I'm not sure Um, but the song I'd rather be with you is my selection for tonight Bootsy Collins so in that vein, keeping with Funkadelic, I'm going to go with a Charlie Daniels Band original. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I didn't know, so b- before the pandemic hit, literally the weekend before, I, I saw uh, Tyler Childers in concert, and he did a cover of Trudy by Charlie Daniels Band. Um, and so, like, that song, Charlie Daniels since passed away, but Trudy by Charlie Charlie Daniels Band is your pick for the week. Mm-hmm. All right, Frank. It's a good jam too. Like it's like <laughs> you know Charlie Daniels, Devil Went Out of Georgia. That you. That's what you know. Yeah. Go into some deeper dives into Charlie Daniels. It's some good shit. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't done a lot of deep dives into Charlie Daniels, but I will yeah. now. But play some Trudy there. Let's do. Let's see what you think. She's so. coming on the telephone. <laughs> God, I wish I could sing or play music. I know, me too. That's like the one thing. Um, but I don't know if you remember uh, going back to Bootsy Collins. Um, Bootsy. The song Weapon of Choice with uh, um, uh, Fat Boy Slim, which won like as Christopher Walken danced around in a uh, like in the uh, hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. That song, the vocals is Bootsy Collins. A little bit of trivia there for you. So I'm going to play this out a little bit here with some. Call up Trudy on the telephone. Hey. There you go. It's not funk, but it's like it's got it. Okay. There you go. All right. That's all we can afford. If you've, made, if you've made it this far, don't forget, please, 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 please share, like, comment, subscribe. All Give us a rating. Is just advice. Do whatever you want to do. We'd appreciate <laughs> it. That's from before all the political shit. I was the biggest Hodge Twins fans ever, just because I like watching their workout videos and they like would they would have questions. People would send them questions and they would have the most ungodly things. And they were getting in trouble early on for like their workout videos because they're not professionals or anything. 
So he would close the their videos with all oh, this is just advice. Do whatever that you want to do. There you go. But now they're all political and probably on parlor. So, oh. uh, but yeah, Knob Creek, New Glarus, and Charlie Daniels. What a way to start your week off on the yeah Bootsy Collins. There you go. Get your freak on this week. Um, you know what to do. Share this around. Tell us hi. Whatever. Next week is Thanksgiving episode. We're not going to record on Thanksgiving, are we? No, we're going to have a Thanksgiving episode, though. Pre-Thanksgiving episode. What does a vegetarian do for, on Thanksgiving? Hold that thought. We're going to bring it up. Next, next week's not Thanksgiving. It'll be our show next week will be released on the Monday before Thanksgiving. Right. The show that we record next week will be released Thanksgiving week. So that's how close you are. If you're watching this, we love you. All right. Later.